Hello, Brother Matt. Brother Cam, what's happening? No, we just, we back at it again. We are back at it again. That's right, everybody. Welcome to another exciting, adventurous episode of Black Glue. It's your boy, Matt from the East. And join with me, as always, is my guy, Brother Cam. You know what it is, Cam from the West. <laughs> Repping the 503. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's hilarious. Repping that 503, you dig what he's saying. I feel it. Let's jump right into this. Today's episode titled Black Lens. Or maybe we should call it Double Stuffed Oreo. I don't know, Brother Cam. We'll see what sticks. What do you think? Um, I'm good with a little Double Stuffed Oreo. That sounds nice right now, for real. Kind of, kind of hungry, straight up. <laughs> no cap, I work in a cafe, and I was looking at this double stuffed Oreo donut, and it looked fire. I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Nah, we got to record double stuffed Oreo. I can't be thinking about food while I'm recording." But here I am thinking about food, so we might as well. I'm feeling double stuffed Oreo as well. Yeah, right now I'm feeling food. Now look at what you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So everybody else, welcome to a Black Glue, a podcast in which we come together to grow, learn, understand, and educate ourselves and one another because the world is kind of trash right now. We need to make this a better place. And so Brother Cam and I, we're doing our part in sharing this knowledge, spreading this information. And while doing so, we're learning ourselves about ourselves and the rest of the world. So thank you for joining us today. Let's go ahead and jump on in. Let's do the thing. So where do we start, Matt? Where do we start today? There's so much going on in the world. How do, how do we really focus in? Hmm. My God. So where do we start? Well, I think we're going to start with this Oreo topic. So I was actually talking about a homeboy on the phone, and we we're actually talking about um, experiences from high school and middle school shared. We lived in a mad racist city. Um Patterson, California. There's a lot of craziness out there. And we were called, aside from the racial slurs, we were called Oreos, we were called whitewashed, we were told we weren't really black all the time because we didn't live up to these stereotypes, right? And when, I mean, initially I was like, what's an Oreo? Like, I don't get it. And they said, you're, because your skin is black, but on the inside you're white. And then immediately I'm thinking, how am I no longer black? Last time I checked, this black skin on me goes everywhere I go. I cannot take it off and put it back on like a bracelet or, or like a bracelet or a necklace. So what you talking? But you were <laughs> apparently referring to me not stereotypically engaging and behaving in the ways that black people on the news behave, in the ways that rappers talk, in the ways that certain people in the streets choose to interact. But not every single black person behaves in a way that's socially um, look down upon, which is what they're getting at. And so that used to grind my gears and it still does. But um, that's the first thing we're going to jump into, man. But um, I got mad experiences with that. How about you? Yeah, I definitely have my fair share of experiences um, with it. I wish I didn't <laughs> at times, no, but it is what it is. That's just life. You just got to adapt. But yeah, I remember multiple times, like whether it was in college, it was in middle school, probably even in elementary school. But yeah, it just, it happened a decent amount and like it always, it's like a very, it's a subtle form of racism straight up is what it is. Let's, let's call it, let's call it what it is. It's racism. But I remember like specific times where 
actually this experience was this one this one's this one's interesting so there were actually some black kids who went to like another school and Mm -hmm. i went to kind of like a catholic school like a private school um growing up and I got compared even to like other black kids from like public schools, you know, it's like, oh, you're different. You're, you're whitewashed. You dress differently than them, you know? And so they began to see me as like, just this, yeah, just a different, like, I'm not really black, you know, Mm. they would compare me to other black kids from like even other schools, you know? And I think you see it all the time, like in society as well. Like we, society has this image of like, of blackness, of how blackness should should dress. What you what you ain't rocking the chain? What <laughs> you know? Like oh, you don't listen to rap? Oh, you you must not be black. And there's just there's just so many stereotypes out there of like what blackness is defined as, and they're not true. You know, like we need to, we need to stop that. We need to stop trying to put people in a box. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's funny because, so I absolutely agree with you and I've got uh, a story to tell before I get into that story. I did want to say, I remember I was, um, I was on Instagram and one of my favorite comedians, uh, Kev on stage, shout out to Kev on work with you one day. Anyways, one of my favorite comedians Kev on stage. Um, he posted a video about this black kid, he looked like he was maybe a junior in high school and he was mad emo, like goth, like the, you know, the stereotypical gothic dress. He had like a long sleeve striped shirt and a black shirt and the eyeliner. And he was doing like these weird little growling noises and stuff. And I thought it was so funny because that's not something that I've seen very often. And Kev said something interesting. He said, you know what? This is great. Although this little, this little boy is doing something strange, we need more black emo kids. He's he's absolutely breaking the stereotype. He's absolutely destroying the box, dismantling the box that society and our peers have tried to push us into for so long. And even though I may think that was a little strange to what the guy was doing specifically, I think it's great to be able to have people that have that don't just fit into one specific stereotype. You know, like for example, there's always people who immediately see me and they think or they'll interact with me, I'm sorry, and they'll think, oh, Matthew's an Oreo, Matthew's a square, whatever. Oh, but he's good at sports, so now you're black. When you put, when you have a football in your hand, you're black. When you're on the track, you're black. Not basketball, because I'm trash at basketball. That's one stereotype that I'm so proud of. I'm trash at basketball. So every single person who thinks, because I'm tall, I'm good at basketball, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the camp can give an amen to that. We have hooped before. I'm not good. <laughs> I, I won't say nothing. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop right there. Um, but I relate to what you're saying, Matt, a, a whole lot. I remember, like, I played a lot of sports growing up, and I was, like, very fortunate to, like, just be, like, just given, like, athletic ability, you know? It was nothing that, like, I really did anything for, but I was athletic growing up. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just remember, like, it's a vibe. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it, but your level of respect all of a sudden as a person seems to go up when you're like decent at sports. And yeah, especially as, especially as a black man in society. And I always found that very like off putting, you know, it's like, Oh, now, now you accept me now that like I'm a hooper, you know? Oh, now you realize like I'm pretty fast. So, okay. Now, now we cool. Like, 
And yeah, I really found that off-putting like growing up, like, oh, like I've really felt the only valued sometimes because like I played sports and I was like, I was decent. So, and that's, that's sad. It reminds me of like this movie and like one of my like favorite movies is like this football movie is called the express and this running back like goes off on his coach and he says like, am I just an X and O in your playbook or, or do you see a person, you know? And I'm like, dang, that line always gets me, you know, it's like, I think sometimes like we see people's like attributes, you know, and like we, we can, we can completely miss the person, like, like who they are. Like sports, sports is one aspect of Cameron Bremner, you know, it's only, it's only one little, it's only one little part of me, you know, like I, I love sports, but it's, yeah, it's not like, it's not everything to me. So, and I think we miss a lot of opportunities um, to really connect deeply with people when we're, when we're one-sided, like just Absolutely. focused on really like one, one quality or something. Absolutely, man. I love that you said that. Um, wow. Thank you for sharing that, man. But, um, that's real. I, uh, I remember the first time I noticed that as soon as people find out that I do, um, any type of activity that puts me in the spotlight. That's all they want to focus on. Not realizing that there's so much more to Matthew, just as you said, there's so much more to Cameron sports is just a small portion of that. Right. And so I remember, um, back in what, 2015, no, 2016, 2017, when I was working at the dining hall at uh, Southern Oregon university, a lot of times, uh, middle, middle-aged, um, some middle-aged folk would walk in specifically Caucasian, and they would only be the, they would always be the ones that would initially walk out to me and say things along the lines of initially, what's your name? What sport do you play? Or they'll say, what position are you on the basketball team? Or what position are you, or what do you run in the track team? What do you play for football? What I'm hearing is what do you do to entertain me? Because there can't be any depth to you. That's why I initially processed that. Right. And so initially I used to tell them because, you know, I was a proud, I was proud to be on the sports team, to be on the track team at uh, the school, but I realized quickly what they're really getting at. And so I would no longer tell them that I would play sports. I would say, Oh, I don't play any sports. Um, I'll tell them I like golf. I like NASCAR. And in doing so it opened up the opportunity, even though it was out of deception and I'm not big on lying at all, but I felt like it was necessary in the time. Um, but, um, in doing so it forced them to actually try to have some type of intellectual conversation with me. I'm absolutely a conversationalist and I enjoy getting to connect with other people and it forced them to really look outside or put me out of the box, pull me out of the box of he does something to entertain me and realize, Oh, maybe there's something else aside from my own racist driven, um, thoughts about this person based off of their skin color. And I absolutely proved that to them. We were able to talk about career. We were able to talk about the state of the world. We were able to talk about politics, all of these great things. And it's so sad that that's what I felt that I had to do within the time. And even now, I won't tell people I model. I won't tell people that I act. I won't tell people that I run track post-collegiate because they'll only want to view me as someone that entertains them. And they'll try to keep me in that little box. And so if I can avoid it, I'm not telling you. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a huge, like, perception, like, whether it's, like, whether we choose to acknowledge it or not, you know, it's still there. But there is a perception, I think, sometimes as 
blacks as entertainers. And I think like, I think like, I don't know, I've, I've bought into it, you know, like if I'm honest, like sometimes it's like, man, when I turn on my TV as a black man in society, like there's just not a whole lot of black channels, you know? So what am I going to do? I'm going to tune into ESPN, um, BET. What do I see? I see musicians. Um, I see athletes. So I think there's a huge like shift and that definitely has an impact on black culture and sports are something just huge in black culture. Um, but it's not, it's not what blackness is, you know, like right. it's not every black person likes playing sports. Not, it's not every black person is, is an athlete. Not every black person can sing. Oh, like I've heard the one like, Oh, you can you rap? You know, like you must be able to rap cause I'm black. I can, I can rap all of a sudden. You know, no, it's a skill. It's a skill. It's a skill, it's a skill that you got to develop. You know, like what do you? Oh, he cannot rap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't rap, y'all. I cannot rap. It's my flow. It's my flow is sad. So, Matt and I used to mess around in the library, actually, um, doing like freestyles, and yeah, it was. That's that's when yeah. I discovered the rap career was not for me. But I do like to write. I do like to write poetry. I'm just not like uh, quick quick with it quick thinker i guess i'm more strategic playing things out kind of thinker right and that's great that's good you know and i think it's um it's interesting to me because i feel that more so within this most within this previous generation and our current there's been absolutely a bigger push for more black thinkers not to say that if you're an athlete or an actor or an actress or a model that you are not a thinker but to be in positions in which we are forced to partake in activity that makes a difference socially for other people. There's, but in general, there's always been black doctors. We, for the long, I mean, when black people had rights to do so, there's always been black engineers, and there are many scientists and, and nutritionists and teachers, you know. But for whatever reason, society is shocked when they see that. And there are plenty, there's plenty of black doctors. I know quite a few myself. But um, we are not here to amuse you. We are not here to entertain you. You know, there's so much more to black people than what you stereotypically see. And so, from this specific subject matter right here, we really just want you. I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you are somewhat aware. But we really want you to spread to your circle and even just look within yourself and acknowledge I am more than just somebody that can entertain somebody else. You know, just because I'm a double stuffed Oreo, air quotes around that. <laughs> that people calling that does not take away, does not invalidate any of my blackness. Being black is not what I'm trying to be. It's who I am, you know? And nobody can take that from you, regardless if I ever try to call you some ignorant term such as whitewashed or an Oreo because you don't fall into these stereotypes, because you don't do these stereotypical things. If you're black and you want to be an engineer, do that. We need more black engineers. If you're black and you want to be a politician, get in there because we have so much corruptness within the system specifically race related you know we can do any of these things plus some and so i decided to say that but um yeah we are more than entertainment no no doubt no doubt i think the big thing is like no matter where you're at in life this this is for everybody of all races you know it's like don't let anybody define like who you are you know like you you begin to define yourself um obviously listen to people's advice but at the end of the day it's like 
you who are be who, be who you are you know not who the world wants you to be and i think for me personally i spent like too much wasted time at times you know trying to be someone people people wanted me to be and like it's it's a waste of time you know wait you you can wait you can waste your whole life um trying to please people or you can get out of that and really begin to live your life absolutely absolutely and, and you just made an excellent point please people or live your life people are always going to have opinions so people are always going to have something to say whether i speak in a manner that shows off my vernacular or i decide to code switch and, and i decide just to talk to, to uh talk on a regular basis how i just talk to cam or how i talk to my friends people are always going to have an opinion regardless and so try not to allow yourself to be defined because of what other people think. At the end of the day, how you feel about you is what's most important. Self-esteem is called self-esteem for reasons. What you think about you, what everybody else thinks is irrelevant. So do you, boo-boo, do you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So important to have that security in a world that's constantly trying to shake your security. Yeah. Constantly. That's that's not <laughs> Yo, you don't hear that? That's a bar. Say that one more time, but again, please. <laughs> you got to have security in a world that's constantly trying to shake it. Woo! Yo, <laughs> I'm putting, I'm posting that on my Instagram tonight. <laughs> security in a world that like, constantly wants to shake it. Ooh. But then the question is how, you know, that's the big question is how do you right. really, it's easier said than done. Like, how do you build that security? in yourself like i think everyone wants to be a man or a woman who stands up you know regardless of like what they face but i know from i know for me right. it's all it's all about faith you know my faith helps me in my life um be able to stand against like anything because i feel like i know what i believe in you know and i think that's mm -hmm. the important thing is like know what you believe in know know what you stand for and with that like there's a confidence to that so obviously be willing to like, that doesn't mean be closed minded. I think there's a huge um, like notion with like religion, you know, and I think a lot of, you know, people can be really closed minded in religion. But I think like for me where religion has been like beautiful is like, yeah, you got a belief system, but have a belief system with like an open mind, like your foundation is firm, but there's so much in the world and so much to learn and, always stay learning so that keeps like the the hardness from like setting in like oh i got it all figured out i think that's how a lot of people at least see like sometimes like christianity and stuff like that um like i'm the first person to tell you i don't i don't have it all figured out but i feel like i have a good foundation absolutely and i think that's an excellent place to be able to be you know like be able to acknowledge like, Hey, like I struggle with X, Y, and Z. I don't have this all together, but I know this much, you know? And so that's solid, man. So. And you had said something a few minutes ago about, um, ah, the security within ourselves. Right. And wanting to shake, wanting to shake the, um, or the world wanting to shake, wanting to shake what we've got going. Right. And it makes me think about the cycle of emotions. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's something I learned in school and having solidity within the cycle of emotions and understanding that for me has absolutely helped. Right. And so people call me Oreo, people call me whitewash. It doesn't happen now. I mean, I don't entertain 
those type of people to be around me to call me that. But when I was younger, they absolutely did. But um, just handling just negativity in general as black people, specifically stuff that pertains to stereotypes, I feel is a lifelong thing because we're going to be exposed to people outside of our circle. But um, for me, I really had to look back and remember the cycle of emotion. We recognize or deny, we accept or then react, we suppress or we release the energy and express, or we escalate, then we clarify to be sure that what we're hearing is what and what we're feeling is true. And then we choose an action. And so once we get to that clarifying and choosing an action portion, we either need to come to an incomplete resolution or a complete resolution. And that's all within your power to do so. But I know for sure for me, I had to recognize that these were real things that were taking place as I was being told this ridiculous stuff that's based off of somebody else's false notion of what it means to be black, you know? And once I was able to do that, I felt like I was able to actually hold the power for myself. Like, dang, you're just, and, it's, and so instead of me feeling like a victim and whenever people would tell me these things in high school or even in early college, I was able to say, okay, this is what they said. Am I going to react or am I going to respond? Am I going to process this in a healthy way or a negative way? You know, and what's my action? And once I, once I did that, my outlook on it was completely different. Instead of feeling all sad and hurt about it, I'm just like, it must hurt. I look at them like, wow, it must hurt to be that stupid because that's where you're at. That's where you're at right now. If you're trying to throw your insecurities on me. That's wild. Get that checked out, bro. That sucks for you. I'm enjoying my life. What are you so upset about? You know? But um, that's the point that I had to get to. And I really hope that you all can just, you know, be able to really internalize and just think for yourselves when you hear these things and not just have to take in every single thing that people tell you. Oftentimes people cast their insecurities on you and that has nothing to do with you. But it can be hard to separate, you know, what people say to us versus what we truly believe and feel about ourselves sometimes. Definitely. You bring up so many good points, Matt. I don't even know where to begin to touch on them. You know, but I really think, like you said something, just the connection. I think the connection between emotion and choice is really like, right. you know, what I'm processing right now. And like, in a world of like such great emotion, it can easily, um, it can cloud your judgment. And so with that, you know, you need good tools to be able to sift through those emotions. And I know like a, this um, motivational speaker, he always says uh, principles over feelings, you know, and for me, I've really mm. like looked into that and like really worked on the convictions in my life. Like what do I believe in and how do I act on those things that I believe in versus acting on my emotions, acting on a belief system um, keeps your emotions from running wild. You know, you said, you still Bad. feel what you feel, like feel it. Like that's the dangerous part about the world sometimes is like we don't feel our emotions. Like I feel them all. I try and feel them all. I try and feel my anger. I try and feel my sadness. I try and feel my disappointment. Like I even have yeah. to keep like a disappointment like journal. Like straight up I started to do this and ask myself like I'm trying to do it every day now, but ask myself like what can I learn from those disappointments because I've realized like I can't control everything that disappoints me in life, but I can control how I choose to respond to it. 
And so that's that's the big thing Absolutely. I can never control. Like if someone someone's probably gonna call me an Oreo again in life, straight up, or whitewashed again. But like with that, I'm recognizing more and more like just the power of choice. I'm gonna respond differently. Like I wanna choose I wanna choose to Absolutely. respond differently. I wanna choose to ask questions, you know, next time someone does yeah. it. Like, hey, why'd you say that? I did it to someone once. I said, why why'd they say that? And they really got like Oh man, I, I didn't really like meet like they got they got sort of like kind of like taken back. They're really taken back when I asked them. But I realized Good. like, man, that was a that was a that was a proud moment for me, you know. Just like stand up to that stuff, you know, stand up for yourself in a respectful way, you know, more so than anything. Absolutely. And you know, do it out of do that conviction. Yeah. I feel that um doing it out of conviction, wow. Hmm. Absolutely. I, lo- I love that. But standing up for yourself, as you said, in a respectful way, that's self-care. If you just let people run you over and just say and do all this stuff to you, you're eventually going to start to believe, well, maybe, you know, it's not that bad if they call me, if they do me that I must deserve it, you know? And I feel that that goes to many different things, but um, yeah, stand up for what's right. You know, if somebody's doing or saying X, Y, and Z to you, as we have discussed in this, in this episode, which this is a fire episode, by the way, let me just take a moment to say, (laughs) but anyway, if people are doing you dirty like that, stand up for yourself. You know, you don't deserve to be talked down upon. Even if it's not, let's just go in general real quick. I feel the need to say this. Um, Even if it's just in general, even if it's not something that's racially charged as a stereotype or a discriminatory comment in general, you don't deserve to have your man be talking down on you like that. Ladies, guys, wherever, whatever you, wherever direction you swing, I'm talking to all y'all. You don't deserve to have somebody talking bad about you like that. You deserve the best, you know, stand up for yourself. If something, if someone is doing something that's harming you, hurting your feelings, speak up about it because it's only going to continue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole, that's a huge topic right there, man. I think the world today can sometimes, like, I don't mean to like stereotype the world but sometimes i think we live in such a passive world <laughs> honestly mm. sometimes even myself you know i'm saying it for myself you know sometimes like i can just be too passive you know like stand up like stand up for what's wrong you see something off like say something you know like, that's Absolutely. that's what helps the world even if it's uncomfortable for like one second you know it's like that little uncomfort can change can change your life and it can change other people's lives ain't, ain't, ain't nothing wrong Absolutely. with a discomfort but i think we uh-huh. want to avoid as much discomfort as possible sometimes i know i do you know it's like oh i want to feel good Not- in life you know maybe that's what life is really there's a time when i really thought that was like what life was about you know i'm out, out going to these parties i'm like this is what life is about just feeling good and then i'm like dang yeah. i wake up the next morning i'm miserable i don't like my life this ain't fun. This really ain't that fun. Dang, bro. Man, that's how it is yeah. sometimes. But, whew. This has been great. Wow. You know what's funny, you guys? Cam and I were just talking on the phone a few minutes prior to uh, starting this episode, and we were both not having the best of days, you know? And in spite of that, we were just like, you know what, bro? The goal of the podcast is bigger than how we feel. So we got to bang this out. And I'll, and I'll definitely take responsibility. I initiated the man, I'm in my feelings. 
I messed up heckle orders at work today. I had I was in my feelings. I was not feeling good. Blah blah blah. Whatever. This this and this happens. I absolutely initiated that. But I'm so glad, brother Cam, that you encouraged me to want to go ahead and do this anyways because this has been an excellent episode. And I can't say that the quality of it would have been so good if we had not been able to have that conversation and just push through. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think we had such a good conversation. You know, I like before and like i applaud you matt you know it's just the power of choice you know it's like we could have we could have made the choice i think we were both at the point where it's just like oh maybe we don't have to do the podcast today um but we made a choice to do it and that's what it's all about it's all about convictions over your over your feelings doing what doing what you believe in um versus just running wild and aimlessly run with direction run with purpose. and this podcast is purposeful and it means something to us so we're gonna do it Absolutely. That's right. We're here to grow, learn, understand, and educate. And how can be the type to want to show other people the importance if we don't do it for ourselves? And so you guys saw a real life explanation right there. That was literally minutes before, you know, and we are absolutely working on ourselves as we're encouraging you to work within yourself as well. And so um, we're, we're so excited to be able to do it together. This is awesome. You know, this is a us and we, you know, this is a you and I, you guys, we're all growing, learning together. And that's what I feel makes this podcast so dope, you know? No doubt. Teamwork makes the dream work. So I always say like, there, there's Come enough room for, uh, I, there's enough room. I can't talk. There's enough room at the top for, all, for us all, you know? And we just want to help everybody get there. You know, that's what it's all about. So let's all grow and get better together. Challenge each other, challenge each other together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, I'd say we've just about thoroughly covered everything, man. What do you think? I think that's a wrap. That's another episode. Episode. I cannot talk right now. Another episode (laughs) of Black Glue for the Books. (laughs) That's another episode, you all. You heard it from the mouth of Brother Cam. We want to thank you all for joining us. This has been a powerful episode right here. Absolutely. I know I felt it. I has, I took away some things from it. You know, that bar that Brother Cam dropped earlier, have security in a world that constantly wants to shake it. That's an incredible statement right there. And um, so I absolutely took that away from this episode. I hope that you all were able to take something away from this episode. Maybe you already knew everything we said. And if so, that's awesome. But I hope you're able to share it, reevaluate the things we talked about. And just remember, you know, nobody can invalidate who you are you are black you are hispanic whatever whoever you are outside of just your ethnicity outside of just your culture don't ever allow somebody to say something to try to invalidate you from who you are they cannot take that away from you they have no power over you and so i'm absolutely going to try to practice what i preach that's something i work towards every day and i hope to see you all do the same and uh, with that being said thank you for joining us I've been your guy, Matt from the East. And this is your boy, Cam from the West. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Black Blue. And hey, Mo. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> no, <I was> <laughs> we appreciate you guys. We drop every Friday at noon. Yes. And so, uh, so yes, find the podcast on Spotify. Uh, Google and also on Apple and yeah we look forward to, to hearing from you guys and 
hear your guys's perceptions and yeah you can also hit us up like on instagram we are we're all we're on social media and everything so we'd love to just chop it up and just have conversations i've had some great conversations um just with people this week about like current events and yeah i just i'm always willing to talk with people and just like hear where you're at or coming from like so if y'all ever just need someone to listen like Matt and i are also there <laughs> Absolutely. Now, don't be. Now, I'm gonna say this. I agree with Brother Cam, but don't be going crazy in my DMs. <laughs> nah, slide all in his DMs. Matt loves it. Matt loves it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we absolutely are here. We are not counselors, but we do have some experiences within life that we are more than happy to share with others if it means helping you guys grow and just understand yourselves and just feel better, you know? And so we're all in this together. Black glue, we're a family. But um, all right, I'm gonna shut up now. But um, hit us on the socials. If you don't remember the socials, my name my name on Instagram is Matt from the East. M A T T F R O M T H A E A S T. And mine is Cam underscore runs five zero three. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Peace. <laughs>